Dr. Rush is joining us, guys. Combine is uh, is the talk of this week, and um, everybody's doing their evaluations. I want to do a quick evaluation, man. Chuck, how, how did you do at the Combine back in the day? What'd you do? Oh, I blew that thing up, Carl. You did? Yeah, man, listen, I went in there. Not, Mike, Carl, I blew that thing up, you know, got in the 40s. You know, now you know it's been over 30 years, so I had a few hits to my head over those years. So let me just try to remember. I think in uh, I think I ran a four seven one forty. I think oh. I did about uh, about twenty seven on the bench. Um, and I think what was my split like a one five somewhere? I think I had like a thirty seven inch vertical. Um, Ch- <laughs> Ch- Chuck, hold on. Um, I- I'm looking at these numbers right we, now. We have the data, Chuck. Uh, four eight five what? forty yard dash. Man, you slow as hell, Chuck. <laughs> Um, you you put what? you put up fifteen reps at two twenty five. Fifteen, Chuck. I can do fifteen, Chuck. And uh, and your split, your ten yard split was, uh, by the way, one point seven three, two point seven eight, twenty yard split. What are you talking about? Well, I told you I was thirty years, man. See, that's where, that's where things go bad. Hey, man, you sure about that, you man, know, that Carl? What, what kind of what did you what did you guys have at Tennessee for a gym equipment? I mean, what did you have like a like drugs? A, hey, 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 man, y'all got y'all done, y'all in that Google generation, man. Look, y'all just Google me, man. Hey, hey, look, I forgot, I forgot, man. It had to take me back, man. But that, hey, that's how stories. Mm. Well, that's what I tell my son. So he looked it up on Google one time. So, but uh, nah, man, you know, I, I did just enough. I did just. You, I wasn't a great athlete. Well, a you, here's the deal. You know what's funny though? <laughs> you, you you turn that into over a decade career in the NFL, right? Mm. I mean, here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Here's the thing, though, Chuck. As we talk about the combine, how many of these guys okay. are going to do that? I always get caught. Oh my God, he's a combine darling, and I go. Yeah, he gets in the league. He's there for three years. He and then he could. Yeah. And by the way, Chuck, we're busting Chuck's balls. He was the 51st player selected. Absolutely. So that's, that's obviously elite second round. No, he's a dude. He was a dude. Uh, so let's I, talk. I should have been the first. I should have been the first rounder though. Coming hey, out. Yeah. But come, you know the funny part is what's that? Everybody that's in the second round, we. I think I should have been the first rounder. <laughs> Everybody in the second round take their first rounder though. But I was happy. The Falcons. Well, when I got that call from Jerry Glanville on draft day. <laughs> It was just my home team, my favorite team. But, uh, yeah, man, 51st, I'm highly blessed. No doubt. All right, let's talk about Jalen Carter. Everybody's talking about him, the interior D-line. Give me your three guys right now that you're looking at as far as interior D-line. We obviously know Jalen Carter is one of them. But who are the other guys? Because these other guys, we might might be available at eight for us. Well, let me tell you first the thing about when I'm, you know what I know about Jalen Carter right now. Y'all gonna see a look. You thought you saw the best of Jalen Carter, but as far as you know, he's a supercharged athlete. But the kid is in the best shape of his life. He shaved some weight off of him. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm interested to see how fast he runs. Now I know last year Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis blew it away coming out the Georgia program that clearly is elite with developing all that part of it too, the athleticism. But I'm interested in Jalen, but we know what Jalen's going to bring. But I'm going to tell you another one who I'm really interested in. Kalaja Cansey, man, mm. from Pitt. They call him Koo. You know, he's undersized three, you know, probably around 280. But he's a pass rusher. He's been one of the most dominant ones. And listen, Pitt has put out some great pass rushers over the year. The kids out of Pitt. You know, a lot of people question, you know, can he handle it from a size standpoint? He's one that I'm watching. And the other one who I think if he doesn't get injured, Brian Brzee, Brzee from Clemson, 
if he doesn't get hurt, I believe that he would be in contention, surefire to be a top five and will be regarded like Jalen Carter. Because remember, before he hurt his knee, I mean, he was as dominant as anyone in college football. So I, those are guys that I'm watching that I'm just interested to see some of the little details about these big names. I know we asked a few weeks ago about uh, Will Anderson, so we'll move on to some of the other edge rushers slash uh, linebackers. Tyree Wilson's yeah. a guy that I keep reading. Now, again, the combine starts now, so we'll see what this guy does. And if he doesn't yeah. do everything, he's got his pro day. But are, is there any edge rusher in the top 15 projected, Chuck, that you think is a game changer in this draft? Well, that, that's a good one. You know, when I say game changer, to me that comes in and says be productive. Add to a That's a game changer because you add one of these guys in your unit, that instantly, if you got, like, say, a Grady, you add another guy. You know, you got an Evocati, now you got something. But I would say right now, game changers, obviously Will Anderson is in that conversation. But I'm going to tell you, I like Tyree Wilson. This dude's a freak. But I tell you, he's he's a freak off the field, but even on the field, I mean, this dude has some skill. He uses moves. He has great bend. And I really like him. He's a great kid. So I'm not going to say necessarily game changer. Mm-hmm. But I just believe from a standpoint of coming in and getting production can be a game changer with a team like the right. Falcons that I don't think any of the edges had over four or five sacks. Did you think Micah Parsons was going to be that good coming out? Well, nobody can predict okay. a guy was that good, can be that good. I mean, you go from in your second year. Matter of fact, your first year in the league, you're in the argument for defensive player of the year. Nah, I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And that's the hard thing about it. We beat up NFL teams for not drafting, you know, a guy like him. A lot of fans beat up the Falcons for not drafting T.J. Watt. You don't know who's going to become what, you know. So, But definitely, when you look at the, the opportunity to get a guy, there has to be a development phase. He's got to fit in your scheme. Micah Parsons fits everything that Dan Quinn ever wanted. Get upfield. He's uh, interchangeable at multiple positions. But I definitely think, listen, this is another draft where there are guys. This is a really deep draft, in my opinion, uh, across the board in the front seven. Yeah, the one thing about Parsons, you know, speed kills, right? We knew he was fast. All these guys that we're talking about, you cannot teach that. It's like being a seven-footer in the league, right? I mean, you can't teach that. So if you have a guy that's just fast and he's talented, he might have a shot to be really good, and that kind of was Parsons. Let's talk about, uh, Chuck, as we're talking about the combine, guys. Falcons, um, I just want your, your opinion on this. We talked about it. You knew what the deal was inside. Uh, you know, we talked about it when it happened. I said he quit. I knew that from firsthand sources. We're talking about Marcus Mariota. They released him today. They're going to save us, what, $12 million um, for the Falcons, which gives us some more money to spend in free agency. We don't know what, what Terry Fontenot is going to do, but – I think the bigger message, right, for Arthur Smith is, listen, I want guys that want to be here. I want guys that want to be about the team, and I want guys that want to buy in and help their teammates. If Mariota would have acted right, I, I kind of think he might have been back. I, you know, he's a very, uh, you know, not an expensive piece. He, he is experienced, and whether or not you're going to win a Super Bowl, that really wasn't the conversation. But they were like, okay, he's done. How do you feel about it? Well, I think he's – quit i think he you know basically like you said earlier picked up his ball and said wham 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 and i think the bigger disappointment for me with him they did give him another opportunity arthur smith said you know what i'm a i I know who you are i know what your potential is let's build the offense around you this offense was built around him with short passes you know a heavy running game 
And you got to get rid of guys like that. And sometimes, you know, when you get rid of and make a situation, get in a situation like this as the Falcons have, you move on to better things. I lived through this with the Falcons, too. We had a quarterback quit on us, Jeff George. And we moved on to a better quarterback with Bobby Bear to help us win more games. And if everybody's not rowing in the same direction, the Falcons should cut anybody that's in that situation. But Marcus Mariota is just uh, now a, a, a story from the past. But the Falcons, as we move forward with this organization, you're going to have to make decisions like this, and you're going to have situations like this. Because when you look at all the teams that win Super Bowls, there's a lot of negative things that happen. But when you have a good organization that's rolling in the same direction, they make these decisions and have a plan for the next step. And I think this was a, a good step forward for the Atlanta Falcons. I know Chuck uh, Grady Jarrett was a fifth rounder, and, and he obviously was a stud. And Vic Beasley was a first rounder, and you know, had one great season, and then now he's playing in uh, in XFL. What about the Clemson guys? Couple guys <laughs> what about the Clemson guys? You, yeah. uh, we know that Brian Brissy and then uh, Miles Murphy, and I know that their tackles have done better than their edge rushers for the most part in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't. I, that's the one thing that I hear people saying about Miles. They're comparing him to, you know, some of the guys of the past. But to me, it's a little different here. He's a, a guy who has, you know, great upside. You know, he has speed. He has good technique. He can rush. You know, he's a part of the family as well. But I don't, I don't not make a decision because a former player at that school didn't have success. I'm really high on Miles Murphy. You know, he's my top 4-3 DE in this draft. So I'm really excited about him. But you can't, you know, don't come, listen. You cannot compare him to Vic Beasley. It's unfair because he hasn't gotten a league from Clemson. And come on, you can't compare him to Vic. Vic's still trying to work on his rush moves in the XFL. So that's a whole other story. Man. <laughs> I guess you know there are things in it. I know I, I don't want to play play like the sports Sparky the sportscaster, yeah. but there are things in football like until Fields proves it in Chicago, like the Ohio State quarterbacks yeah. never seem to work for whatever reason. Well, I, I do hear what you're saying, and yeah. to me, that's what a lot of you know, people like to hear when they're reading on what's going to happen. But again, I, I just think Miles Murphy is a would be a good fit in there if he was, was with the Falcons. He can play in the three four. He's played, you know, played some of that from a DT. But he's a true four three guy. But remember, he's going to run fast, and you can even stand that sucker up some. So he's really unique. He has some stuff going for him. But I hope that's you know, I hope teams around the league don't hold him hostage by, you <laughs> yeah. know, what some of the Clemson players, you know, have not done. Chuck, is the uh, HBCU combine, where, where is that at? What did you do? What, what's the circumstances surrounding that this year? Oh, that's really cool. I think the H, this is my second year going to HBCU combine, being the consultant over the defensive line drills and, you know, and working with them helped put it together a little bit. But it's really put on by the NFL. This is an NFL event supported by the, H, the HBCU Hall of Fame. So, and the New Orleans Saints stepped up really big. This is the real deal. This is ran just like the combine, the scouting combine in Indianapolis. It's, you know, everybody gets the same opportunity. And there were players that came out. I saw players that were really good players. And you got to give, I got to give a lot of credit. You know, we, a lot of people beat up Troy Vincent a lot. But got to give Troy Vincent a lot of credit. He is passionate about helping HBCU. He's passionate about making sure they get the opportunities. So between him and Roman Oban, who used to play with the Giants, who's also part of the league office, they're really putting a lot into it and giving these guys an opportunity. And maybe one day, 
you know, there'll be an opportunity for them to merge somewhat of the, 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 the NFL combine as of today with some of the HBCU players that, you know, could get in that, or should get in. So I think it's just some challenges again with hmm. the perception in the NFL yeah. with HBCU. So we still have the problem with coaches. It's just a trickle effect. Don't think it, you know, some of the players that might should be there aren't there because uh, you just never know who's picking them. Great stuff, Chuck. Appreciate you as always, man. Looking forward right. to talking with you as we learn more about these players as the week goes on. Chuck's giving you the DTs. He's giving you the edge rushers. He's giving you the names to at least watch and check out. We're going to talk to you next week uh, about it and on Friday as well as you come back and talk about what you've seen so far. Thanks again, Chuck. Get us out of here. All right, fellas. Live life every day like it's third and eight. <laughs> 